0: And now weighing
1: in out of the blue corner,
0: John the Pong Thompson,
1: 100% and on the other
0: mic, he weighs in, in. from the red corner,
1: Big Sean McCarthy. Nice. Let's talk about Cynthia Cavillo. She did not make weight. This was something you had reached out to <laughs> me and said, "This is a this is she's done this a couple of times." Am I correct?
0: Yeah, second time, second time, second time. Uh, she, uh, she's in that position. She's Fighting at 115 pounds, you know, and she's she's a great fighter. She is really good. You know, she had that one setback against Carla Esparza, but then she missed weight. I think it was against uh, Paulina. I'm not sure w- who it was, but she won that fight. And this fight is a tough fight. This is against uh, Marina Rodriguez, who's tough. She's got good stand-up, good, good Muay Thai. I see that I think Cynthia's definitely got the better ground game and has an advantage on the ground, but coming in four and a half pounds, I mean, and we're talking that's with the one pound allowance they wow. give you. She came in at 120.5, supposed to be one fifteen. You can't make that you you got that responsibility as a pro, and I know it's not nice to say, but it's just the damn truth. The three things that I always say be on time. Don't make other people wait for you make the weight if you sign the contract and you said i'm gonna be at that weight you've got to make the weight if you can't do it say i need to move up in weight. and the last thing is hey fight as hard as you can give give you know give everything you got you gotta make weight it's part of your responsibility it is your job and and i'm the first guy to say i don't like weight cuts but if you can't make that weight don't sign that contract let me ask you this um do you,
1: do you hold any water on the fact that...
0: I hold my water all the time.
1: <laughs> <laughs> not not your bladder, your water. Oh, okay, sorry. Yeah. Um, That she's a female and maybe it's that time of the month? But maybe, I mean, four it,
0: pounds it, is a lot, though. That's the problem. Four and a half, five it, pounds is a lot. It can happen all the time. And I do believe that female fighters have a distinct disadvantage that they can end up having... You know, something occur in the month at that time when they're losing weight that just makes it very rough on them. And, you know, it's hard to foresee it. You know, you kind of, I mean, women get into a cycle and they'll kind of know about when they're going to be at that. And if Mm -hmm. you look and say that fight date is near when I'm normally going to be in that position, it's like you got to take that into consideration this is part of yeah. your entire process the other thing too is well like
1: when they get into camp sometimes when they start training their body changes and the cycle changes with it though from what i understand is that you know from the intense training sometimes it, they won't get it at all and sometimes oh, it'll no, change won't. yeah sometimes it'll change yeah. it'll change to when sometimes it, let's just say they would get it normally be the first week of the first week of the month now all of a sudden it came like you know, a week and a half early. Now you're like, shit, I wasn't supposed to have it. And that right there makes them retain water, makes them feel, you know, I've heard bloated and disgusting and all these other things. But four and a half pounds, five pounds, five and a half pounds is a lot of damn weight. I mean, you got to start thinking like you're actually closer to the weight class above than you are the weight class you're supposed to be fighting in. That's exactly it. Yeah.
0: You're closer to that 125 limit than you are that 115 limit. You got yeah. a half pound there that's the variance. and It's like. Man, that's, it's rough on her opponent because now if she goes and she beats Rodriguez, you look and you go, well, yeah, Rodriguez got, I think it was 30% of her pay or whatever it's going to be, and that's that's a nice little bump, but I think she would rather have a win than that bump, and she's saying, hey, I had someone that didn't have to lose all the yeah. weight. They were heavier, bigger than me, all these things, and it's it's just every bit of it is... Problem. do you
1: do you think that like the commissions should start maybe coming in and saying like look we allow this to happen but if cynthia wins it becomes a no contest and then whoever and then if her opponent wins she gets the win if she loses i just i feel like when you start allowing fights with five and six pounds differences it's like it's almost as like it give as and i'm not trying to knock cynthia at all but it there gets to a point where sometimes you're like it doesn't even seem like you tried to make the weight. Like we had a guy, remember the guy from Mohegan's Sun*, the really good kickboxer? He was 11 pounds over. I'm all, did did you even try? Robin (laughs) Van
0: Rossmolen. You know,
1: I was all amped up and excited to watch him fight. You got me all hyped up all week and then he fucking was 11 (laughs) pounds over and I'm all, what in the
0: fuck? I don't blame you. And, And it was at a weight that he always fought at, but he had had weight problems in the past in kickboxing, I know. So it's, there's so many different ideas out there. And the one thing that I've heard that it almost seems like the fairest is, you know, they're, they're, they were talking about how about if we take a point away from the person that's overweight on their scorecard, automatic, you get a one point deduction. It's just hard. I can't say that's the right thing either. Yeah. I'm not saying it is. It's, but there's a distinct disadvantage to the person that yeah. went through that process, just like what you're saying. And you said it so many times is when I make weight, I know I've done my hard work. I've got Mm -hmm. it all. Everything from this point is easy Yeah. because that weight cut sucks and mentally it's draining and it's physically exhausting as far as just the toll it takes on your body. And it's, it is a process that if someone doesn't have to do it, it's a distinct advantage. Now, if that's an advantage that they're gaining because they're saying, I'm not cutting weight so I don't have to go through it. Great. You deserve that advantage. If you're just not making the weight, then you don't deserve that
1: advantage. Yeah, yeah I, I, it's, it's a sticky situation. The only thing is, if it was a boxing match where we had 12 rounds or 10 rounds, and you're going to take a point for one round, I'd be like, okay, that kind of makes yeah, sense.
0: Yeah, that, that's my problem with it. But in a three-round
1: fight, in a three-round fight, there's no way, man. I don't but then you're
0: saying that. take the entire fight away from them if they went and get them a no contest.
1: Yeah, I kind of think that's fair.
0: <laughs> That's fair. Take the whole fight. <laughs> I mean, three rounds.
1: I, I guess maybe you'll get you'll get them raising their level of intensity to try to get the finish. You know, because they're already fighting from down a point. I what mean, it, yeah.
0: that you can do that with a point. You can't do it with yours. If I yeah. finish, it's going to be a no contest anyway. Yeah,
1: I mean, uh, at least I still get paid. <laughs> That's one way of looking at it, right? At the end of the day, it's about making money. Sorry, I, I'm a, I'm a money hawk. When it comes to stuff like that, I start weighing my options. Okay, so how can I make the most money? Oh, that's right, make weight. That's one way of doing it. Yes, <laughs> that is. Um, yeah, I really like Cynthia Cavill, but she, but she's had this problem from one time before. I, I thought she had yeah. it more than one time, but maybe I'm wrong. Uh,
0: you're saying once before. I, I just know of the once, and I, I know that that was uh... – pretty recently yeah well maybe a, maybe uh, within within a year i would say she um
1: i'd like to see her yeah stay at, i guess just why not just stay at 125. you obviously yeah. walk around 130 probably she probably walks around about 130 why not just stay at 125 or maybe just kind of put a little bit of more muscle on and you know and i don't know how old she is but she seems like she's really child 32 oh wow so she is older I'm sorry, she's not old, but I'm saying she's... Wow, she's, look at you, man. Hey, I'm old as... <laughs> I'm old, old. Like, knock don't the cobwebs off my out of my ears. Yeah, kind of thing. Uh, my cobwebs
0: yeah. left. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the spiders don't even want to wringle around nah, on you,
0: huh? Too old.
1: So, um... Yeah, there's not really much I can say. Like, you have a responsibility. The responsibility is to make weight. I always it just is. get a little nervous when I'm talking about women and them making weight because they have things that happen in their body that men don't have. So for a man, for for me to think, like, when a, when a man signs a contract, dude, that's your fucking weight. You said be I, I'm, be a professional. Your job is to, to make weight, show up to the fight, and perform. That's it. Fucking do those things. That's, that's, that's your job. Once you sign on that contract, that's your job. With women, I feel the same way. Except you just don't know when they're gonna get that monthly cycle. When they do, you're like, ah, you feel for them. Now, I don't know if she has that going on right now, but I, don't know. I yeah. But but five pounds is a lot though too for that for that to like not get any water out. I get it. But uh, anyways, That's well, another. that should be a good interesting uh, topic tonight on if Cynthia wins. Like, what do you do? Like, how do we make these adjustments? You know, because I back in the day. Uh, I was cornering and coaching uh Anthony Johnson. And Anthony Johnson, I believe he fought this guy named. Uh, never had a weight problem in his never. life. Never. He <laughs> fought Luigi Floravante, I think is what his name was. Oh, Luigi, yeah. And he came in six and a half pounds overweight. Not Luigi. I know. Yeah. <laughs> AJ. It <was> Anthony. yeah. <laughs> and AJ goes out there and just starches him. And I'm like, all right, what do you do? Like, what do you do for that fight? Like, what? Like,
0: And and this is the problem is all of the pressure at this point is put on Marina Mm -hmm. against Cynthia or against, you know, AJ. It's on Luigi. It's that, hey, you're got your your opponent's overweight. And so now you're in the position of I have trained all this time for this fight. And if I say no, I'm not going to get paid because you're the one saying no. And you have to weigh that out. And it's not an easy position for the fighter to be in. It's a really rough one. You look at when I, when we talk about Marina Rodriguez, this is a girl coming into this fight that's got an undefeated record. I think she's 12-0-1. Mm-hmm. And she's got a lot riding on this fight. And it's against a really good fighter in Cavillo. And you're looking and going, man, just that extra weight mm-hmm. and the fact that she, you know, how much struggle did she put in? Maybe she struggled greatly. I don't know. Maybe she really did, and it just didn't come off. And maybe she struggled a little bit. Maybe she didn't struggle that much. You don't know, and it's just an unfair advantage that she walks into that cage with tonight.
1: Yeah, I I agree. I agree it is an unfair advantage. I don't know. There was something I wanted to say. I just don't. I don't know. I I, I want I want them to. I want the, I want to see the fight, but I think it's not fair. For the promote, whoever made weight and the other person didn't make weight, when you're talking about more than like three to five pounds, like that person who made weight should have the option to, to get paid their show money and leave. <laughs> like, that's it. Like, the promotion should pay them their show money. They made their weight, they, uh, they, 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 no, they kept they their, did. they did end their job. The I understand.
0: If I choose not to fight
1: that to person, that's that not point on me. Where you're
0: looking at it and you're just now as the promoter, the- i i'm i'm not the guy that normally sides with the promoters but you're betraying is it fair- the fighters is you're it
1: betraying the fighters john to, you're betraying them the-
0: <laughs> i know but is it fair to the promotion <laughs> not only are you you're putting money out you're not even getting the fight and you're having to pay for it to a point yeah it's but, just rough. but it's rough it's, it's not good for anybody and that's what this entire situation
1: causes Here's the thing, Cynthia Cavillo, though isn't is in a shitty. It, she she caused this shitty situation on herself. But if she doesn't make weight and then she goes out there and loses, that's basically to me that's almost grounds for being cut. That's one. Like y- you didn't make weight and you lost the fight, so that's one. As for her opponent, I feel like she should get paid her her show money at least. And we know that like I, when you're when you're I agree when you're relatively like not new but you're not a well like a big name, you pretty much are getting paid like half your purse which is not a lot I mean you should still at least get paid now as a promotion you should be thinking like hey that's somebody who takes their job serious they made way I shouldn't punish them and if I want them to keep fighting for me and not think about maybe um free market agency like when their contract (laughs) comes up I should pay them at least their show money they did everything that they were supposed to do that's a sign of good faith I believe or maybe or just guarantee them a little bit of a bump in their next fight and
0: this, uh, but this is where it, line, this is where line. it comes down to. You can look at, I don't feel bad if the UFC has to pay that money. I don't, I don't feel bad. They have a t- okay. They they have a lot of money. I don't feel bad if Bellator has to pay that money. I don't. Okay, I don't either. But when you get down into this is just the way it's done, and you get down into the lower ranks. You're talking about some promoters, you know, they're not making money or they're barely making money or they're losing a little bit of money. And now you're having them pay for somebody that they not only paid to possibly come out, paid for a hotel room, and now they're paying for a fight that they don't even get. That sucks when you're the promoter. Now, I'm not, I'm not saying I'm on the promoter mm-hmm. side, but I can see the way they look at it. You know, I'm always going to be on the fighter side, and definitely the fighters that put in the work, made the weight, they should get paid.
1: But yeah, so you you just changed the argument, okay? Don't try to mis- skew this argument in your direction now. Look, <laughs> I, I, I understand when when you're t- I'm talking the t- I'm talking one I'm talking Bellator UFC those three promotions. When someone comes and doesn't make weight, you should you should okay. pay them the sh- The bottom, I like you when we're talking, I and, and no knock to Terry Troublecock, we're talking King <laughs> of the Cage and below. We're <laughs> yeah. talking King of the Cage and below. I understand because literally, like, the. I get he's trying to have as many fights on the card as he can. When and this is what happens with the smaller shows. Like, I mean, you'll show up like you'll you'll get fifteen opponent changes in like, you know, in a six week camp. And then you'll show up and your guy's like makes weight and then doesn't show up to the fight. You know, it's like he's like went through all the work to fight, sees you on the scale, is like, Yeah, fuck that. I'm not fighting that guy. (laughs) I ain't fighting that guy. (laughs) You know? So um, yeah, I understand what you're saying.
0: Now, if you were talking just yeah, Bellator, UFC, one, you know, um, L, even LFA, I'm kind of, I'll, I'll put it on Eddie Sora's. Yeah, I'm yes. okay with the promotions got to pay for that person that made weight. Yes. yes, at a minimum, they get their show money or they get their contracted. Uh, Hey.
1: yeah because if the top organizations you're fighting stone-cold killers and these guys if they've got to that organization they should be professionals and make weight I shouldn't have to go out there and then give up five pounds and fight someone who I know is fucking really good and be like uh you know now I'm gonna put my undefeated record on the line like you're saying her opponent has it's not it's just not fair like you need, I should have the option to say hey I'll just take my show money maybe we'll run this back when she can actually get fit enough to get in shape or maybe like not on her cycle or whatever it is or Sign me up for another fight, you know, coming up within the next couple weeks. I'm already in shape. I get another two weeks of training. Let's go. But yeah, that's you
0: figure, they're, they're the co main event too, though. Yeah, that's crazy, man. That's a that's, that's a big fight. Yeah, I would have bumped it now down
1: to the lower main event. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, man. Sorry. I feel bad Sorry, for you. You're I, out.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, okay, so let's talk let's talk now that we're talking big time fights. Uh Frank Yeager, last minute replacement.
0: Frankie Edwards, an
1: animal. He is. He's an absolute animal. <laughs> I love that guy. This guy is. Uh, I've said this multiple times. One of my closest friends in the sport, and just absolutely one of the greatest people to be around. Just fucking phenomenal. Him, his family, his kids, his wife. I mean, all of the, you know. Even even all the guys he trains with, they're all just phenomenal people. You know. Um, gosh, but tough fight. But to yeah. me, we talked about this off air before we started filming. We're so much happier seeing him at 145. Him I fighting am. Korean Zombie, I think he's got a good chance of beating him. Zombie's so much bigger than him. But I prefer to see him. Who's
0: not bigger than
1: him. Yeah, I know. That's true. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, come on, much, Yeah, I, th- I even think yeah. Demetrius Johnson was bigger than him. DJ. They
0: might be almost exactly yeah. the
1: same. But. That would have been a good fight. I I, now that I think about that, that would have been a kind of a cool fight to see. Oh, now you want Frankie to go to 135? No, at that. no. I just would like to have seen that fight between DJ and him. <laughs> uh, but look, him and him and Korea Zombie, great fight. I think Frankie's got all the tools and all the things he needs. Zombies to me doesn't seem very fast. He's very stiff. Doesn't seem very fast, but he gets the job done. Like his his relentless pressure and like got the way of, he just stocks a lot of
0: good ground pressure. Ground
1: pressure, stocky. I just don't know if he can get. I don't think he can get uh, Frankie down. Frankie on
0: top. Could do and damage. I don't think you can keep Frankie down. If he, mm-hmm. if something happened, Frankie scrambles so well. Yeah, his transition to get himself back up is he's fast. He does things really technically so well. Mm-hmm. It's the I think this fight's going to end up where Frankie wants it to be, and I do think that Frankie will take him down. I yeah. think that he'll take him down, and he's got a very people do not give credit to ground and pound the way they the way it deserves. Because there are people out there, ground and pound is a specific skill set. And when it's done right, it is devastating. Devastating when a guy like Frankie, who you cannot get off of you, you can't reverse a position, you can't get up, and you cannot stop the shots that are coming in. Mm -hmm. And he's very selective in those shots. He doesn't just, you know, wing shots. He is picking a shot, taking his time, aiming it, hitting it, and then just doing it over and over again. And that's the way that I think he's going to end up getting this win. Yeah,
1: the one thing that Frankie's always done, i trained with him for a couple of years. One thing that he does very well, on his entry, he'll get in on the double leg or the single leg, and he'll change the angle as soon as he gets in. As soon as he changes the angle, he gets you moving. He gets your feet moving, and once he gets and your he'll f-
0: change the angle again. And he'll
1: change the angle again. And yeah. it's, he's not the guy that's just going to power double you and lift you and slam you. Don't get me wrong, he's been able to do that a couple times because he's gotten in so deep, but he's the guy that hits the single, switches to the double, turns, changes the angle, just drives through you. It's fucking beautiful to see, and uh, I think if he if we get to that Frankie Edgar, of him, not not forcing the shot, but mixing it up with his striking, which he's been doing his whole career. So I don't see why he would change at this fight. Gosh, man, he's nasty. And the other thing, too, is when I did train with him even years ago uh, for the second Benson fight, I trained with him as well. Him kicking you, when you go to kick him back, it's got he's got, like, cat-like reflexes. You kick him back, and he, like, lands on his feet and they and, and pounces forward back on top of you. When you're talking about ground and pound, you just can't get him off you. I and mean, him being, he reminds me a lot of Justin Wilcox was that way, too. He's just, like, that short, stocky, but they were so, so uh, aggressive. Like, I don't want to say aggressive, but so athletic, they would just hit their feet, boom, bounce back on top of you. And there's nothing you could do to get them off. You couldn't get back to your feet before they could bounce back to you to get back to you. And his ground and pound is nasty because when you do kick them back, they don't go very far. They go back, they come back, and they start landing more shots. And they always enter in with shots, which makes people kind of cover up and stop focusing on getting up. And you saw that a little bit when he fought BJ Penn. I want to say what was it the third time? Yeah, the third time he fought BJ, he just had some nasty ground and pound. And he's, he's got uh, it was ugly. Yeah, it was ugly. But I mean, like he—he's he's always been known to have really good ground and pound because you just can't get him off you. He's just that—that that, I don't want to say—I don't want to say little gnat, but he's like that little gnat. <laughs> you <laughs> he just can't. A yeah, you just can't get him off you. And
0: he doesn't have that heavy pressure. No, it's—it's it's not. You know, everyone's got a different style, but he's got that top game where you push him off Mm -hmm. i mean you push him and he's thrown up in the air and his feet hit the ground Mm -hmm. and he's just bouncing right back at you before you're able to get up people forget when he fought yarir rodriguez look at what he did yeah to Yarir, and you can look at what yarir has done you know from that point and what he did before because he had the fight against bj that you know i did that fight and he just looked fantastic and then frankie derailed him with a ground and pound yeah yeah and that's what Frankie can do. He's got that skill set.
1: Yeah, and when you look how how Yair, Yair was losing to Korean Zombie, I think it makes for a very good fight. I know stylistically they're different people, but yep. the movement, the movement Korean Zombie was able to stop Yair's movement and land shots. Frankie moves very similar, not similar like is in what strikes come. But he, his footwork is very good. But the threat of the takedown is there versus what Jair brings. There was never really a whole lot of a threat of the takedown with him against Zombie, whereas Frankie can threaten it at any moment, any time. So yeah. I, I think I think this makes for a good fight. And like I said, I'm excited that he's staying at 145. I'm, I just feel like it's better for him. I know maybe potentially he'll – maybe he'll never be champion there. But for me, I just – I'd rather see health-wise and just – Speed kills. One thirty-five to me is not the business for him. I'd like to see him stay at one forty-five. I would actually even rather see him go up to one fifty-five rather than go down to one
0: thirty-five. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, one fifty-five was. I know he was small there. Yeah, I know that. He he was also champion there. Yes. All right. Let's just let's just look at it that way. And he was so fast, he created problems for guys. Yep. And and I'm not saying that maybe you know up to one fifty-five, but one forty-five is. The, the biggest problem I think people are looking at is, well, he can't beat Holloway. Yeah. You know, he just got beat by him. But, you know, he did get beaten. He got beat pretty convincingly, but he was in that fight the whole time. Yeah. And it's just give that, you know, a couple of changes in that fight. Give him a different night. I think he can end up beating, you know, anybody on any you know particular night. I'm not saying that he's going to be the favorite going against Holloway. He's not. Yeah. But. Frankie Edgar on any given night, he can beat anybody.
1: Yeah, and I want I want people to I want to remind people. Let's not forget the two Gray Maynard fights. And Gray's a good friend of mine as well. But let's not forget the two fights, especially the second one. He got dropped a bunch, got rocked, got hurt, got you know like the first one he got dropped a lot. But I'm saying in the second fight, he was in trouble in that fight as well, and he came back and finishes Gray in that fight. He, there's no quitting this guy. So when people are like, "Oh yeah, he's out of the fight," he's never out of the never. fight. He's the one guy when I, I when people say he's out of the fight, I'm like, "Shut up, sit down, hold my beard. Watch this. Watch <laughs> what he does." I'm like, "Watch what he does." Yeah. So it's it's pretty cool. It's pretty impressive to see. Um, I, I think I think hands down he can win this fight. He's just got to fight a smart fight and not get hit with big big shots. Zombie got some power in him fucking hands, does. man. Does got he's, good power. And he's got a fucking chin on him. Jeez. So, uh, but yeah, I'm, exci- uh, you, I'm excited.
0: You, you brought up Gray Maynard. Did you know he's uh, a free agent. Do you yes. think that someone's going to sign him? No. Neither do I. I don't think so. I don't think so either.
1: Yeah, somebody else, uh, talking about free agents. Liz Carmouche. Yeah. she got released. Liz Carmouche. she uh, got released. Henan Surprising. Henan Baral got released. Yep. So, um, what do you think? What's your thoughts? As far as which one? Which well, one or, or why? I'm a huge fan of Liz Carmouche, which I thought was kind of shady. With that, apparently they cut her while she was doing a a promo for, for uh, a PR event for the UFC. So she was off doing something for a, P, a PR event for the UFC, and she found out through somebody that she got cut
0: there. Wow, you would think that someone would have figured out things a little beforehand that they had her yeah, doing a promo. Yeah.
1: Hey, make your money, girl. You know. <laughs> make your money um here's my concern with liz Carmouche. i don't see her coming to bellator because her and ali malay are teammates they fight in the same way They would fight in the same weight class yep 125 and, now. Yeah, unless liz is gonna go up to 145 which i don't that think would, gonna yeah i don't think that'd be very smart i just i don't know man unless we unless I'm always saying this, unless we start a 135 pound weight class for females in Bellator. Well, I
0: just don't see that
1: happening. And if we don't do that, then I, I don't know what we do with her. Like, really, fine, we can sign her. I'd love to have her. Well, she's look at phenomenal. you, already
0: signing her, man.
1: I We can sign her. I think we would be great to sign her. But the problem is, she would have to sit on the sideline until Nima Le loses the title. And I don't know if I see that happening yeah. anytime soon.
0: I don't know if she'd have to sit on the sideline. The, the real question is this, is if you're going to sign her, you know that, she's gonna be that person you can use almost like a gatekeeper yeah does she
1: want that because yeah
0: exactly that's the question because you know that if she goes and beats your other fighters in that weight class eventually you're stuck in the fact that well either she's gonna fight the champion or she won't fight the champion so then there's just you're building nothing yeah and that's a problem
1: well yeah yeah and you don't want you don't want her to beat all your number one contenders either. That's the thing. Like you want to have them fight. You don't want her to beat all like your up and comers and your number one contenders. Because then you're like shit, you're kinda of ruining their careers before they even get started. Yep. You know? And so it becomes a problem. But I just I don't know what to do. I'd love watching her fight and I'd love to have her in Bellator, but you know, when you're when the end result is To get to the title and she doesn't have that opportunity, then you got to figure out what she wants to do. I can see her going to one. They've got a good little uh females unit over there. You got N- Michelle Nicolini, you've got um
0: uh what's her Angela Lee, you've got yeah, uh, they're
1: small though. Yeah, what well, yeah, uh, one,
0: what 115 well, well, 115? Angela Lee fights at 105 and 115. Good god, Nicolini's 115. Yeah, yeah, 115. Yeah, I mean, you're talking some yeah. small fighters there. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. It's 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 a hard position yeah. I, because <clears throat> she is a teammate of Alimale. Mm-hmm. It puts a lot of you know pressure. It's it's almost you know that same thing that happened with you know Kane Velasquez and DC mm-hmm. being at AKA together. One of them decided oh, I'll go to light heavyweight, being DC, because you don't want to fight each other, and I don't blame them for not wanting to fight each
1: other. Yeah, yeah. DC tried to stay at heavyweight as long as he could. <laughs> and they were like, look, dude, we're tired of paying you to beat all the number one contenders. That's really what happened. Like, we're, you he's beating Big Country, Frank Mir, beating all these guys. Yeah. They're like, look, you're beating all the guys that are going to potentially fight for the title. We can't have That's that anymore. Good. Yeah, you're you are yeah. kind of ruining what we're going to set up for Kane. That's pretty funny. <laughs> DC's like, all right, fuck it. I'll go down to fucking my <laughs> Yeah, so... Good stuff, though. Good stuff.
0: All right. Um, and then Henan Peral, where does he go? One, Man, I, yeah, maybe. I just don't see when when Henan was at one thirty five, he just didn't have it the same after a while. Something happened, and I don't know if it was because of all the weight cuts to get down to that one thirty five that started to break him down. But you know, he had some great fights. Mm -hmm. at 135 for a while and then all of a sudden Mm -hmm. everything changed and i don't know what it was that really occurred to make that change happen Mm -hmm. i think he's on a five fight losing streak yeah right now and it's just going to be really rough for him to you know come into an organization you know i look at bellator right now bellator's really put in lately they've been signing some killers at 135. 135 was a very weak division for a while, and all of a sudden now it's got some really strong fighters in it. And uh, I just don't see him being part of that. And also, you know, you go back to teammates, you got Dantas at 135. That's a teammate. That's right. That's a problem. So, I mean,
1: uh, yeah, I guess with the amount of talent we're signing at 135 for Bellator, we could keep them away from each other cuz i don't want to like say like not one's not the champion. So, we can keep them away from each other until they get to a title shot. I don't know if Dante's going to get to the title shot at 135.
0: Uh, I'm not saying he is, but you got to <sighs> figure I'm not saying i know anything. I don't. No, yeah. But Bellator has been having these Grand Prixs which i think are awesome and they've had the heavyweight and mm-hmm. the welterweight and now the featherweight that has got to come around sometime if they're going to continue it, which I think they are. Yeah, and I'm surprised. You're Going to have both guys in
1: it. I'm surprised we haven't done the lightweight one yet. Which, but I think because Ryzen's doing theirs, you know, possibly, possibly. Anyways, yeah. we'll see. We'll see what happens. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't see. I don't see any place where he will. That he'll come in I, I, I look at it and, I, and no knock on Josh Koscheck But I look at it Like a Koscheck situation You bring him in There's like one Maybe if there was one guy That we wanted to see him fight Maybe like a Juan Archuleta Because of the relationship Between him and TJ You know You could try to have him fight That would be it But Juan I think Would, would beat him pretty convincingly And that's the yeah. problem I think right now At his point in his career <clears throat> I, I couldn't tell you I, I I don't see a spot Really for him uh in in bellator as well so um i i am interested in liz Carmouche, but the problem is with with a lima uh who who else was cut somebody else cut?
2: no,
0: no
1: those are the i mean i'm sure there were other yeah. people cut but those are the what two what about they names. got
0: uh, all of a sudden uh michael venom page is going to be fighting in japan on the 29th
1: yeah i'm uh uh because i'm
0: 100 behind that yeah
1: yeah we I, I we like lost it. well we lost benson against chandler which i gotta tell you i gotta tell you i'm actually kind of happy
0: but, i think that needs to be a five round fight.
1: yes exactly that's exactly what it needs to be it needs to be a five round fight it can't be a three round fight i just i, I want to see it in a five round fight i think benson has the edge in a five round fight I think the other edge goes. Oh, to so you're Ch-
0: saying you want Benson to win? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I didn't say that. I didn't say that. But they kind of it's kind of lean to that, yeah.
0: <laughs> I will say I like the the opponent that they got for Chandler in Sydney Outlaw. Yeah, Sydney is a tough dude. Good ground game. Not sure that he matches up great with Chandler in certain areas, but you know, a really quality replacement, especially since Sydney just coming off of a win against Roger Huerta mm-hmm. uh, from Israel. So He's on a little bit of a high. He's on—I want to say—a nine-fight win streak right now. So he's fighting well, and he's—he was in shape for that. All he has to do is try to roll that over, keep that camp going just a little bit, just get that little thing back, and go there and do his thing against Chandler.
1: I love when young guys like this take a chance. Um, yeah. You, you know, you—you you have if you beat Chandler, you're set right, yourself up. You're right there. Your next fight is. Probably Benson and then after Benson for the title, your next fight's probably somebody at that that I mean Chandler's at the top echelon, but you're right there. It'd be basically Chandler, maybe one more fight just to see if make sure it wasn't a wasn't a fluke. And then they would throw you right I think right into a title shot. But I'd love to see it. Um yeah, I lost tough, man. I just uh this is a big step, big step up in competition. Oh yeah. Chandler in a three-round fight, as much as I like to um as much as I don't want to like toot his horn, but he's really good at, in three round fights. I think he's an animal. In five round fights, he, he struggles. Five round fights, he tends to struggle. He's got that explosive, well, fast switch muscle that just tends to slow down as the fight goes on. But uh, in a three round fight, he's dangerous
0: for everyone. Yeah, very very fast starter too, and just mm-hmm. explosive mm-hmm. in everything he does from the from the very beginning. So, he he's a handful. But Sydney's got that background where. He's got good wrestling. He's got a very good ground game. Positionally, on top, he's incredibly heavy. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he's going to be able to get that top position and hold that top position against Chandler,
1: though. Yeah, yeah, I don't think so, man. A guy that small, like that short and compact and explosive Chandler, feet on the hips, kicking him off. I think Chandler has it, and he's he's got such fluidity when he wrestles and scrambles, and he gets he yep. he never stops moving until he's like kind of never, in a, in a never... safe position
0: never acquiesces to a position will always say if this is not what i want i will not settle yeah and you gotta love that
1: it's funny i i follow him on instagram chandler and i see like all the scrambling drills and stuff that he does with um with usman and some usman, of the guys there yes yeah, logan, the, logan storley i haven't seen one with Storley yet but i've seen one i've seen a couple with usman And I saw one, I think, with uh, Michael Johnson. And I thought it was, I thought, I'm thinking to myself, very good. That that continuous wrestling, the flow drill kind of thing, always keeping your hands on your opponent. Um, You know. Uh, it's very smart things. I, those are like things I used to do in high school for wrestling, a little bit in college too, but it was like, it's, it works, it translates so well into MMA cause you always want to make sure you keep within striking distance of your opponent when you're, when you're fighting. And I think I learned a lot from doing those type of drills I, that I carried over from wrestling into, into fighting and I, to see him doing it and to see how well he does it. I mean, he's very, it's very impressive. And uh, I'm not someone to give Chandler like a lot of props, but I got to say. no. You time. don't
0: give him any props, <laughs> but <laughs> but I, I but I think he
1: I think he's talented, man. There's never been any doubt with. He's, he's fantastic. a fantastic guy, but um, but yeah, I I like him, like the way he moves, like the way he scrambles, you know. Um, but we'll see. Here's the thing: when you have a top guy like like him, and you're fighting someone who you consider relatively unknown, it, it's hard, and you're fighting in Japan, and every and I want people to understand. When you fight in Japan, it's not the same.
0: No, it's a different it's, whoa, what a weird atmosphere.
1: Everything is different. The week of the fight is different. Like no one speak. like no one really speaks English to you. Like weigh-ins are different, presentation's different. Like, um, the way they walk you through the crowd is different. They have like a mob of like security people walking you through. Like you're a legit star there. I mean, when I went there and fought Kawajiri the for New Year's. They had, I had, I had like people sleeping outside the hotel, like holding signs and just like, you know, like it was, it was insane. It was crazy. It was a a blast. But, but also too, when you fight, it's dead quiet. It's It's so quiet. And then hear you coach though. Yeah, you can. Yes. (laughs) Yes, you can. That actually got me out of an arm bar one time. I can hear Bob cook, push the feet off your head. I was like this close to tapping, like, oh, this is fucking painful. But no, yeah, Bob's like push the feet off your face, and I was able to wiggle and get free. But it was just funny that it, it's true. It's so just different. Like you're fighting, you can hear the the, the ring in the cage, like you, boom, oh, boom, 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 boom. and then something exciting happens, and they go, yeah, 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 oh, 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 and then it goes That's back it. to being dead quiet. It's it's yep. really so if you're if you've never fought there. You're in for an experience, ladies and gentlemen. You are in for an experience. Yeah,
0: I, w- I always say it's fun. the toughest places to fight. The, the, the toughest place to fight, in my opinion, was at the Ultimate Fighter House. In that show, when you were fighting in front. Of, in the beginning, especially when there was no one allowed in there, it's dead silent. There's nothing there. And there's no energy. Wow. And it's just an odd situation to fight in. Then they yeah. kind of allowed all the other fighters to watch. And so you got some, a little bit of energy there. The Dana White series is similar. Sydney has fought in that to where there's not a whole lot of crowd noise, but Japan is a different experience. And if you're not used to it, it can absolutely throw you off. Yeah. It it threw
1: me off the fact that I saw 50,000 people there. And forty three thousand and dead silent, and I was just like, oh. until I almost got armbarred, They got really loud. <laughs> and I was yeah. like, and then as soon as I escaped, it was like, oh, 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 and then it was it back to quiet again. <laughs> back to quiet, <laughs> and then even when you win, you jump up like, yeah, I won. Expecting the crowd to go crazy, they're like, and it's just like a golf clap. Yeah, it's like, oh, ah, yeah. man, <laughs> this is not what I came here for. But I understand. It's, it's pretty cool though. I mean, it's it's definitely a life experience that a lot of people wish they had um i remember talking to a couple fighters and they were like man the one thing i always want to do is fight in pride you know and then they never got the opportunity to and i mean i had i fought in pride i fought in dream i fought in japan it's like i love it man loved it great opportunity something i can say that i did that some other fighters wish they could have done
0: all right let's um, talk about gotta gotta come up with we got two two fights coming up today yes we've got ruiz versus joshua who do you got
1: uh, well, since, on, since I'm Mexican, I'm gonna go oh. with Ruiz. I'm gonna go with Ruiz. Right. Did I it's read? Why I pick? Did I read this correctly? Did he weigh in at two eighty three?
0: No, you're kidding me. Yes, two eighty three.
1: And he he looked a lot leaner and smaller. But someone said he weighed in at two eighty three. Yeah. I have. No I don't idea think what that's right because he yeah, was two sixty something his first fight with them.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I
1: don't. Wow. I don't know if that's right. Yeah, Dave's gonna pull it up and see. But but anyways, what did
0: Joshua weighing at because I know he was smaller. <clears throat> yeah, Joshua's jo- smaller.
1: They both look smaller. Like when I saw them, they both look leaner. They both look like they're in better shape. Phenomenal shape.
0: Man, if he's two eighty three, I'm gonna change my mind. I'm. I, I, <laughs> that shocks me. I don't know if that's
1: true. Someone said it's he weighed in at two eighty three though. Yesterday, I had three people tell me he weighed in at two eighty three. I was like, ah, it's gotta be a typo. Well,
0: this is what this is one of those those fights where both guys obviously can win and Joshua definitely can beat Ruiz. Mm-hmm. But he needs to fight a specific fight. He cannot be can't be that guy that he was in their first fight in New York where he just starts throwing away mm-hmm. being a defensive fighter to open up and try to get rid of somebody because he saw openings and he thought he was going to attack those, but he's leaving himself open. And a guy with fast hands like Ruiz, and Ruiz doesn't look like much. Nah. But man, I I worked with him when he when I was in California. He's got fast hands. He's got a good shit. He moves well. He just doesn't look like the athlete that Joshua looks like, but he is. I want
1: to remind people of another uh, chubby Mexican, Cain Velasquez. Okay, yeah, let's let's stop with the the stop with the stereotypes and the looks. They're fucking phenomenal athletes. I mean, hey, I, you're the
0: one you're the one wanting abs all yeah, the
1: time. <laughs> yes, because. <laughs> I've got an ego problem, and I need to see them for me to feel good about myself. Um, it's always
0: better to have a keg than a six-pack. Yeah, it was two eighty-three
2: point seven. How much? He used two eighty-three point seven.
1: Oh. He used to weigh what? Two eighty-three. Two eighty. So what did he weigh? He weighed two eighty-three point seven. Yeah. Jesus, look, he looks. He looked leaner. He looked more fit. This fight.
0: I, well, I, muscle I, weighs more than fat.
1: Yeah, maybe. I mean, you never know. I, know. I mean, that's a lot, though. I mean, like, that I don't know what he weighed last fight, but I don't think it was that much. He weighed 268 last fight. Yeah. He weighs yeah. more this fight. Fu- that's, that's strange to me. Strange to me. 15 pounds. But he looks physically leaner. Like, I look at his face. His face looks leaner. His body looks leaner. He looks better at the weigh-ins.
0: Six foot one, 283 pounds. That's a lot That is a lot. Carrying. But here's the thing. I think
1: also too the fact that he is a little heavier. I was afraid he was going to lose. He was going to get down to like two fifty. He wouldn't be able to pack as much punch as he did in the first fight. Yeah. And I, I do, I do agree. He, to me, he's the he's the better boxer. He yeah. uh, he's got he's got a lot more. He's got the faster hands. He's got the faster hands. I believe he does. Joshua's got the better jab to keep the distance oh, no in the range all day, but Ruiz has the better head movement to get himself on the inside. If Ruiz is gonna make this a grimy, just dirty fight, like getting in there, and being dirty, getting to the body, getting, you know, digging to the body, coming back up to the head, I think Ruiz all day long.
0: Yep. Me too. Also too. Go ahead. If Joshua does exactly what you said, because he's got one tool that is is an absolute advantage. He's got a great jab. Yep. And if he can just stick that jab and use footwork as he jabs, when Ruiz makes that rush inside, lateral movement out, reset, pop him again with the jab. And make him have to pay for all of that work that got him nothing, that's Anthony Joshua can win that fight. So I, I, there was
1: something that I read a while back. <clears throat> Ruiz has got, including his amateur record, including his pro record, he's got like 100 and something fights. Okay. Yeah. He's got five losses.
2: Yeah. Like people overlook, he's
1: good. People overlook the fact that the way he looks. Dude, yes. he's got like five losses. That's including his amateur record and this record. And I believe some of them are like split decision losses, like super close. To them that he should have won he's one or one two, huh?
2: He's only got one pro loss. By yeah, the but time.
1: I'm talking about the amateur. His amateur record. He's only got one pro loss. I know that, but I'm saying like he's got three or four other losses as an amateur. But he had like eighty something fights as an amateur and only lost like three of them or something along the lines. He's phenomenal, man. I, I I don't understand why people overlooked him or thought maybe. They overlooked him yeah. because of the way he looks. Yeah. I, look, I'm a, I'm cheering for him. I just Joe Frazier,
0: I, Joe Frazier didn't have a pretty body either. Yeah, it's true. But he could definitely le- left hook you to death. Yeah.
1: Look <laughs> soaking Ruiz. I just I like these kind of stories because he was somebody that was obviously thrown in there to lose. And the fact that he came out and he won. And if he can go out there and do it again, he can show the world it's not a fluke. And look, Anthony Joshua will be just fine, okay? He's a good-looking guy. He fights really well. But maybe this is just an eye-opening experience of what the things, the details, and the techniques that he needs to work on to get better. Like good looks and a good jab is not going to win you. Keep continuing to win you championships. He's got to evolve. And I think that Ruiz exposed some of those things that he needs to evolve to. He needs to be able to settle down, not over get over-anxious. Because he when he, after, after he dropped Ruiz, that's when he started to get a little over-anxious. And that's when he opened himself up and Ruiz was able to land some good stuff. And that wobbled him and sat him to his knee. So I'm excited to see the fight. I'm actually like... Was so amped up. We were all talking about it throughout my gym here, and we we're just like, "Hey, we're gonna watch it." I think in the gym today at like one o'clock, twelve forty-five. I think is when the main the main, I think the main event
0: starts. Two thirty. Oh no! Yeah, that's your your time. Two thirty, my time. Yeah,
1: twelve forty-five, twelve thirty, twelve forty-five. My time is what I heard. Yeah. yeah. So I'm gonna I'll be just
0: glued to the TV to watch that. Yeah, but the one thing to think about is this, and like you're talking with Joshua. Joshua is a phenomenal fighter. But everyone, I don't care who you are, and this is what we're talking about, Muhammad Ali had Ken Norton. Ken Norton was Muhammad Ali's boogeyman. Mm -hmm. He was the guy that gave him nothing but fits. Mm -hmm. Just his style and the way he fights. And Ruiz might be that guy against Joshua. The way he fights, his style, just is going to give Joshua fits if Joshua is not just technically perfect in the Mm -hmm. way he goes about Mm -hmm. this fight. And keeping him at distance, you've got that range, you've got that length, keep that distance, make him pay when he comes in, get yourself out, but you got to be disciplined. Can he be disciplined for that long?
1: Can he do it for 12 rounds and keep Ruiz off of him for 12 rounds? Look, Ruiz, yeah. he's got the conditioning that maybe doesn't look like he does. He's got the conditioning oh, yeah. to just step through there for 12 rounds and push the pace. Does Anthony Joshua have the, the conditioning to go 12 hard rounds, though,
0: with Ruiz? He does. He does. Yeah, he's... Well, look, he did it. He had his fight against Klitschko. He was put on the deck, got him got him back up. That was in the 11th round. I think he ended that one, so... Yeah, but though... Yeah, he's got that ability.
1: But Klitschko never fought at a fast pace, though, either. That's true. That's true. Ruiz has the potential... Like, people, that's what people don't get. Like, what you're dealing with like with guys like Kane, who they don't look like they're pressure. in shape, and there's the pressure and just the pace that they set. For heavyweights, it's just hard to match. You know, and Ruiz has that. You know, and that's that's carried him through his career quite, uh, quite well. I think if he gets Anthony Joshua into like the seventh and eighth and ninth round, has that pressure and that pace, he doesn't. Yeah, he, ha- he doesn't even have to be really throwing. He's just got to be in that range to slip your jab, make you miss the jab. If he can make, if he can make Anthony Joshua's jab miss, and leave himself open, it's gonna make make Anthony Joshua make, make him work. He's gonna make him work, make him flinch more, make him. Make him tighten up. Make him start to get tired. Make him use energy in areas that he was not used to using energy in. I'm sorry, I'm still going with Ruiz, man. I'm going so with Ruiz. Right. I'm going him. So go- am I. I'm sorry, I'm just going. I'm going big. I'm going Mexican style, baby. You're, you're going California <laughs> kid. Yes, I am. I am. I am. I'm excited uh, for him. Honestly, I truly am excited for him. I love seeing success stories like this, and it's it's pretty yeah. fucking cool. That's I Love awesome. it.
0: All right, let's talk about another California kid. Well, no, he's a California old man. <laughs> You got Tito Ortiz fighting tonight oh, man. against Alberto Del Rio, Rodriguez, El Patron. Oh man! Uh, what other freaking names Dos does Carters he go Junior. by? Dos Caros Junior with the mask against Mirko Cro Come on!
1: <laughs> oh man! Jeez. How many
0: pay-per-view buys?
1: Oh, that's give, what we're doing. We're doing the give pay-view. me an
0: estimate. Give me an estimate, man.
1: Under thirty thousand.
0: Oh, you're gonna go thirty thousand.
1: I'm gonna go under thirty thousand.
0: Well, that's a lot of thir- that That's twenty-nine thousand nine hundred ninety-nine guesses. That's yeah. That's
1: <laughs> under 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 thirty thousand pay-per-view
0: buys. Uh, yeah, I would say probably closer to twenty-five. Yes, all right. Especially with the UFC, you got Overeem against, Jerzino. Uh, yeah. Rosenstruck. I know I'm saying that wrong. Yeah. Of that course. dude is that dude's a monster. Yeah. And that that's free, on ESPN. Yeah. And they're going against that. I mean, they don't really have to go against the uh, Ruiz and Joshua fight, but that I just don't see them doing a lot of numbers.
1: No, nope. no, I don't see it at all.
0: Um... I will give them credit for this. As a promotion, I think that Combates has done a very good job trying to promote that fight, even though I don't think it's a good fight. But they've, you know, they they've done a good job in trying to make it, you know, like have interest and i'll give i think tito has done a good job in trying to make it have interest i just don't think outside especially outside of the hispanic community i just don't see
1: let me ask you this <clears throat> there's really no interest in tito anymore <laughs> look I, I like tito as How a person can you say that? i like tito as a person but when, Tito's people, a great when guy. people talk fighting yeah. there's just no interest anymore like it's you get to an age, and at a certain point, people are just like, okay, look, it's it's done. It's over. You know, um, the one thing I can respect about Chael, Chael's like, look, I did what I could. It just wasn't meant to be. He walked away. It's like, he was making money. Do it. He could keep making a fucking shitload of money, but he's just like, look, I'm getting further and further away from a title shot, and his promise, you know, to his dad and to himself was that he would win a world title, which I, I think he did. I, I thought he won the WC title against, what's his name, Paul Filio?
0: no. No doubt about it, he was the guy at the end when the WEC closed down the middleweight division. Mm -hmm. Chael Sonnen was the guy that was the one that should have had that belt.
1: Yep, yep, 100%. So in my eyes, I think he should have been considered the world champion from the WEC. But regardless, anyways, I just don't see the interest anymore. And I think Chael kind of saw, or maybe just saw coming up that like if i keep having performances where i'm getting further and further away from the title people are going to stop caring about what i do and what i say yeah. and that's kind of i feel like where tito's at right now people are going to stop caring and they have Hold already it. stopped did stopped you caring. not
0: see the tmz interview with tito no that he could he believes he could beat john jones now <laughs> i'm sorry yeah i had to bring it up yeah i saw it i watched it i was like confused by it but I love Tito, and he's a good person, and I think he's done an outstanding job in the world of MMA. And he needs to uh, have this fight and get out. Yeah, it's a good time to get out.
1: Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, I think you know, hey, whatever, whatever you're making, I tip my hat because I know he. He seems like he's always done the right. This he's always made the right decision when it came to him making money. I can't say he's always made the right decision. Um. For long term for his career, no, in things like no. that. But he's made the right decision on whatever brought him the most money. Um He could have went about it, I think, some things a little bit differently. But uh, didn't
0: didn't always make the right decision. I was going to bring him the most money. Oh. Sometimes stepped stepped over that that uh, dollar to pick up a dime. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. Okay, I eat my own words. Yep, that's true.
1: Well. That's true. I for, I started going back into, like, when he was trying to do that deal with the Maloofs and the whole trying to start his own promotion and yeah. doing it kind of like, eh, shot himself in the foot. And that's kind of where it all started. Anyways. Well, you can you take it
0: as look at his last, you know, venture when he fought Chuck. His belief was that De La Hoya was going to be a guy that was going to be trying to get into MMA and he was going to be part of that and it just didn't work out for him. And that's not his fault. <clears throat> That was a fight, and, and
1: I'm going to say from both parties, Chuck and – and Chuck's one of my closest friends. Chuck and Tito, they made a huge mistake by not having that fight in Bellator. And the only reason why I'm saying that <laughs> – the reason why I'm saying that is that I know that there was an offer that was presented to both of them that would, I think, been a longer-term, better thing for them. To, it to to sell themselves to the fan get them back in the public versus a one time fight try to sell pay-per-views which did absolutely fucking horrible numbers. You know yeah. that I don't even know if they broke fucking 30,000 pay-per-view. I think it was 25. No. Yeah. So so it didn't it break It wasn't even 25. Yeah, so ridiculous. Like and that's kind of that to me was like the one thing where they just they didn't make the right decision, and they should both you both you blame both of them. Like, hey, you guys could yeah. have done something where you could have had so much more for that fight. But regardless, I mean, fight's done, I it's over. Well, and both I look guys. at
0: it this way: I think they gambled, they gambled on themselves,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and they lost in that in yeah. that equation. That sucks, that, man. That's just
1: that happens. That sucks, though, because right. then there would have been more time leading up to the fight as well for them to 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 do all the PR and the press and get out to, you know, all around the U S and help sell and pump the fight. They didn't do that. Like honestly, when that fight came about outside of me being friends with Chuck, I really, I really didn't hear about that fight at all until like the week of the fight. You know, that was the shittiest thing. So that sucked. Anyways. What else?
0: That's about it, man. It's going to be interesting to see the, uh, the, like I said, having the UFC on tonight and then, I honestly don't think that the the Tito Del Rio thing gets 15,000 paper. 15,000, 15, 15. Wow. I'm I'm going 15 and below. This is what I don't understand. Why
1: why when companies like this they have a sh- they have something like this that may sell amongst the Mexican market whatever it is, but why yeah, take the that, chance? That would be one chance. Why not take the chance and put something like this on zone? Why not contact well, them and say, "Hey, can we do something like this to be put on that? Like, like, like can we? Because you're now you're going to try and do fifteen. You're basically if you're going to just do fifteen thousand per views, at least you can try to market it to fucking the hundred and something or three hundred thousand people or whatever that have the zone already. I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't get it. I don't understand. I don't either. Like, you know, they're already fight fans if they're on the zone. That you know, they're all tuned in to watch Canelo. They're all tuned in to watch Triple G and everybody, you know, and Anthony Joshua, Ruiz. These guys, these guys have probably all paid their subscription for the year already because Ruiz and Canelo are coming up. You know, it's like if Ruiz loses tonight, you're gonna probably see a part three. So you you might as well have paid the year up front for eighty bucks. You know, I I I just I don't understand why Kabata didn't just say, hey, you know what? We have especially since they
0: they have a deal with the zone already. They are on you know the zone is like Sometimes promoters get that, oh, I can make a lot of no. money at this. And you go, no, you're not going to make a lot of money at this. No, you're no actually, one cares. You're going to actually lose a lot of money at this. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that's part of the promotion game. Yeah. Uh,
2: what? They've got 114,000 subscribers on YouTube. Why not just Why not just market to the audience and give the fight Give the fight and do like a lot of advertisements. You know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah, that's true too. They could just market yeah. and advertise it on on YouTube on their own. You're saying just that you give it away
0: You're for saying free. Combates has their own YouTube channel that's got 114,000. Yeah.
2: Like yeah. Market to that I mean I I don't know just, Yeah that would be another the way that just, Everything's Everything's becoming free These days Are really Are really cheap And yeah. but It's just It's flooded with advertisements
0: Like it seems Yeah like TV is in a very hey, Dave, I, Go ahead Dave what, what is the price On that pay per view Do we even know um, Cause I don't
2: I'm gonna check right now
1: but like TV, TV's in a John, TV's in a very weird place right now. It's almost like where, where music was when it was LimeWire and Napster. People were stealing, yeah. stealing songs, right? They were stealing music. And that's kind of where they're at now. Like, oh, you want us to pay for pay per view? Yeah, fuck you. I got a fucking link that gets me right to it for free. Like, yep. that's kind of where we're at. So the fact that they have 114,000 people on YouTube, like he was saying, subscribers why not just air it on there and sell the shit as advertisements like every you know and just have advertisements come in between every round and just whatever you make from there would probably be a lot more than what you would make
0: from your fucking pay-per-view well and the 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 real thing is this people i don't i don't know if everyone understands but pay-per-view is only going to be here in north america yeah it's going to be in well in the united states and canada i think
1: and australia is it it's, it's you. I don't, it, I don't know if theirs is, but I'm exactly, simply saying, that's, yeah, that's, that's, I don't know I don't, if theirs I don't is. Know
0: if, if they have that, but I know theirs is, is in the U.S. and Canada, and all of Mexico, all of Latin America, all of that's all free. Yeah, you know, it, it'll go out on a channel, it'll go yep. out on you know whatever yep. channel that they're associated with in those areas, but they're not making money for that. And here in the United States, there's just no interest in that fight. It's it's funny because it's not a fight. Yeah,
1: my my uh, I have like a I have like a set of like uh, they're like second set of family to me, like parents to me. They live in Panama, and they're like they go to the local, you know, and someone I would fight in Bellator, they would go to the local like a uh, little like restaurant slash bar area, and they would have it on TV there, like we could, that's where we could watch you, you know, <laughs> we watch you. They walk down, have a couple, have a couple drinks, and have dinner, and watch me fight. It was. It's funny. I'm like, man, this is crazy. You guys can just watch it on normal TV. In the meantime, everyone's paying for pay per views here. You yeah. know, so
2: pay per views, uh, thirty dollars. But the funny thing is, I had to scour through MMA websites for that because when I clicked on the pay per view link on Combattis website, it said, "Oops, this page cannot be found." <laughs> so <laughs>
1: that's not good. Uh, no, that's not good. $30. Wow. But that's yes. that something like that happened with Hoyas. Remember with Hoya for Chuck and Tito, they had some yeah. issues with their pay per view well, as well.
0: They act, and they also, but they went and did some kind of thing where they were going to give a discount. Ah, yeah. And that became a real problem.
1: Oh yeah, because people that already had paid for it at full yes. price
0: were like, "Fuck you! I want my money back." <laughs>
1: exactly. Wow, that's crazy, man. That's crazy. Anyway, I don't, I don't, yeah. Now I said thirty thousand, thinking you know. Mexican fans will tune in and watch and this and that, but I like Dave's idea a lot more of just streaming it on YouTube like, channel. They get half a million followers on Facebook. Facebook and they got Live? Half, Yeah, put it on Facebook Live. Fucking, they got a half a million followers on Facebook. That's a damn. Between that, you could probably run. You you could do your Facebook Live and YouTube. That's seven hundred thousand or six hundred some thousand people.
0: Fucking. Well, put, if you're getting everyone to watch,
1: yeah, you're not. You're not. <laughs> but I'm saying though, but you at least you have you know that there's people that people that are already like you they like your page because they want to watch your shit so at least you know that there's people out there versus someone having to scroll through and find out there's there's no way to link to your pay-per-view now (laughs) like we just saw right now for 30 bucks i gotta pay 30 bucks and i and i gotta sift through all this bullshit to find it no way man no way i don't get it the
0: harder something is to find the less people will actually look yeah
1: hey can we do a couple fan questions like two or three
2: um, I'm. I, there's none. There's no recent ones. But okay. um, yeah, I, uh, I can call up a couple of buddies if you. No, <laughs> <laughs> <Nah. laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, no, yeah, okay. Yeah, I don't have anything. Okay, to he's
1: gosh. not. Gonna, okay. Good. No, we're good today. I'll get some for All Monday.
2: Right. What's that? I'll get some for Monday. Okay, sounds good.
1: Do you guys want to film tomorrow night instead?
2: Tomorrow oh, night. Good. Let's do that. Either way,
1: I, I'd like to. Good. You know, I kind of like in. I'm kind of liking the, the. Uh, the sunday filming so we're not there, rushing around. there
2: is one that's kind of newer um it might take big john back a little bit if you want me just to get one uh, out yeah let's go. One out. let's go big john let's right. go big john <laughs> let's go big john um altered carbon wants to know what was the atmosphere experience like when you're uh, when you refereed on jason miller's bully beatdown
0: <laughs> bully beatdown was one of the most hysterical uh, shows or things that I ever did I loved it because it was so funny it, the way that things happened in that show and the way they did it, all of the fights were done within a two to three day period for the season. They would schedule and it was it was done in the state of Utah at Salt Lake City they would schedule all of the fights for that two or three day period and the one thing that happened with that is the the actual, uh, fighters, I, I helped bring in a bunch of guys like Tyron Woodley and uh, DC and Andre Arlosky and Jake Shields and you know Eddie Alvarez. I, I got all those guys because when they first started it, King of the Cage had the ability to pick the fighters, and you know the, the one thing that they were really concerned about was the fighters hurting the contestant. And I told him, I said, well, part of your problem is you've got C and D level fighters. Yeah, they're worried about losing, so they're going to go really hard. You bring an A level fighter, they can play with the contestant, not have mm-hmm. to worry about it, and make, make it look good. I said, your biggest problem is your two best fighters right now are Jason Miller, who's your host, and Jeremy Horn, who's your corner guy. You know, I yeah. said, that, that's your problem. You, you need better fighters. So I helped get them fighters. And the one thing they did, they did really well, is they kept, the fighter's a secret. The contestants had no idea until the moment that they were standing in that cage and the oh. fighter was announced. They had no idea who they were fighting. Well, there were several contestants that I I knew I knew of them. I knew their brothers who were training in MMA or they were fighting, and these guys and and they tried, you know, there was three types of people that went on that show. The guy that was really a dummy that thought he was tough. Okay, and he was a dumbass bully, and he deserved to get his ass kicked. The second ones that you would get on that were people that they they trained actually, and they had a friend, and they told the friend, "Hey, you can say that I bully you, and yeah. you know we'll split the money." Cool. And so you would get that kind of person, and the third person you would get is someone that they would just say they were a bully just so they could get on TV, yeah. and get the shit beat out of them. Wow. So, so those are your three different times, but. There were certain guys that got in there that, you know, they would look and they're saying, hey, man, I'm going to make money at this. I'm going to and I'll split it with my friend, but I'm going to make money doing this because it's, you know, $5,000 for the you can come out with $10,000. Wow. And he's they're like and all of a sudden that the fighter would walk out and there was one guy there was a kid that he was from mission viejo area he was training at marco who was i had been down there and seen him Mm -hmm. and so they had had him with a certain fighter and i said hey man you cannot put that kid with that fighter that's going to be a problem for you guys that's a low level fighter i said you need to switch him you need to put eddie alvarez against him so they did that so eddie alvarez walks out and he looks at me right and he's like, he starts shaking his head, and at the end, they always have him sign the lockers. Yeah. At the end, and they had the, the guy signs the locker. He says, "I come here knowing I'm going to get ten thousand dollars, and you give me Eddie fucking Alvarez. Thank you very much." <laughs> he came out with nothing. <laughs> oh,
1: brutal man. <laughs> but it was brutal. it was
0: fun. The atmosphere, as far as the fights, the the, the contestants, some of them were so clueless yeah some of them actually thought there There was one guy i'll give you a little story there was a guy who i walk into a japanese teppanyaki restaurant with jake shields and my wife mm-hmm. and you know they say oh there's a wait, but we have one table and you can see that the the people sitting at this table they've got tap out all over them right so it's like well i think those are two of the contestants yeah right? but <laughs> they they were they were bigger guys so we, we go and we sit down and they're like oh my god and the one guy comes from the area where my gym's at yeah and he says he goes i swear to god the only reason i'm doing this is i'm going to get the money to uh, sign up at your gym i go that's why you're doing that that's not a thing. he goes look i you know i don't know fighting that well but i'm super strong i promise you He goes, i'm going to throw the fighter out of the cage Oh geez. i go you're going to throw the fighter out of the cage All right. he goes he goes if i do Will you? He goes. Will you give me a free month? I said, dude. You throw the fighter out of the cage. I'll give you a free year, <laughs> right? And he goes, it's done, right? Oh, and so he goes and he says, the only thing that I don't need. He goes, if, if, as long as they don't give me someone like, and I, I had, I had gotten Andre Arlovsky and that was the guy. This was guy you know, who this guy I was gonna go against. He goes, as long as they don't bring me. And I swear to God, he says the name Andre Andre Arlovsky. <laughs> right? And Jake Shields looks at me like how the fuck does he know right and I go well that's not gonna happen he goes I know they'll never get him so he goes I'm good and when that when that guy is standing in the cage and Andre Arlowski was introduced (laughs) (laughs) he lost his shit man he was like oh my god he didn't even make it to the second part of it that's so fucking funny all he did was the damn grappling thing and he was puking and throwing up they they called it on himself that's great yeah. Didn't I, throw him out of the ring either. Can I
1: ask you, can you <laughs> clarify this? Was there something yeah. that went on with Thomas Denny?
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. There was... a, uh, And that was part of when I started to get involved with bringing them fighters. Is Thomas Denny was, you know, one of the fighters of it because he was fighting in King of the Cage all the mm-hmm. time. And they put him... You know, Thomas at the time was probably fighting at 155 at the heaviest, usually 145. Mm-hmm. And a contestant comes in i knew of him because i knew his brother his brother was a was a kickboxer in k1 his brother's name was Ruzlan, and uh so i they were going to do that fight and i said man i'm telling you right now that kid can fight that's going to be a problem for you i said thomas may be able to get a submission on him but when it gets into the kickboxing element i'm telling you that guy's going to be better than thomas and so the, Thomas goes and tries to submit him, can't even submit him in any of it, and then gets up into the kickboxing. And this kid was light, fighting <laughs> Thomas up <laughs> about oh, it. So man. that kid walked away. That's the only kid that ever walked away with ten thousand dollars.
1: Damn, he got it all,
0: man. Damn. So yeah, okay. that was that. That was, but that was the start of changing things and me being able to come in and, and help good. bring some quality fighters into it. That's good.
1: That's hilarious, though. That's funny. All right guys, well hey, thank you for uh tuning in. Uh today yep. was just like a spontaneous thing. We were texting each other last night. We're like, you know what? We got to do a show talk about the Ruiz fight, the Cavio situation and then, you know, Frankie Edgar and just a bunch of little things throughout the week that happened, you know, no no huge news, but it was good to talk about the uh all the little things that were going on in the sport. So, we will uh pro- either probably film tomorrow maybe and we'll we'll go from there. Sounds good? All right guys, hey, have we'll a talk to you later my have friend. Have a good day and we'll talk later.